Good morning, everybody. My name is Nate. I'm here to talk to the kids. Uh, kids, this is for you. I have up front with me the Booth Brothers. I've asked them to be part of my first object lesson this morning. Yes, a round of applause. Okay, brothers, your job right now, during this whole time I'm talking, is to just stare at this bag of gummies. Because whoever can keep their stare the longest is going to win the gummies. Okay? You guys are on it. Perfect, perfect. Uh, you guys in the crowd, watch it. Okay, so the basic idea is what we're talking about today is two different sorts of sequences. The first off is about Abraham and his wife Sarah, who've been waiting for so long for a baby and a land and a blessing that God has promised them. Longer, they've been waiting longer than a lot of you kids have been alive. If you're in elementary school, they've been waiting longer than that, longer than your entire life. We're also going to talk about another guy named Lot and his wife, who are going to be saved by God. And the trouble is, uh, Lot's wife sort of, sort of doesn't believe and turns around and looks back at what she's, she's supposed to be looking ahead, but she instead looks back. My man, you got faith. Yeah, consolation prize. That was, a, that was a dirty trick. You guys can go back to your seats with your dad. Good job, guys. Good job. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> All right. So, well, our first image. Um, so, that first part of the story Abraham has just undergone a very difficult surgery. We'll skip the details. And he's greeted. He's greeted by three men who come up to him, one of which we, we understand to be the Lord, and two of them angelic beings of some sort, underneath these oaks where he's pitched his tent. Again, he's been waiting for over a decade for this promise. It keeps, you know, being reiterated, but he's still in this tent. He's still with no child through his wife, Sarah, who's in the tent. These men come. He's like, this is important. He makes a big meal. Wife cooks bread, puts milk before them. And basically he says, you know, like, thank you for staying with me. And these, these men and the Lord tell him that within the year, you're going to have this child. And Sarah's still over there in the tent, just laughs, you know. And, and the Lord says, you laughed. And she said, no, I didn't. She said, you certainly did. And that's how, we, that's how we end that section. This idea that they've been waiting for something so long, and it's still not there, but the promise has been reestablished to get them again. And then as these men are leaving, the Lord stays with Abraham while the other two head down the valley to Sodom and Gomorrah, which are these evil cities where his nephew Lot has been living, probably not so righteously as Abraham has been righteous before God. Lot has not been so much, but, but Abraham's like, please don't destroy the city, even if there's 50 good people. How about 45? How about 40? How about 30? How about 20? How about 10? And the Lord's like, okay, fine. If there's 10, there's not. There's only Lot and his family, which are not really a righteous crew in the first place. And so what ends up happening is these two angels stay with Lot. He takes care of them. And these evil men in town come to try to take them away. And Lot does something even more terrible we're not going to talk about again. But what he ends up doing is uh, these guys that are trying to come and attack these men are get blinded by the angels. And then the next morning they're like, we're getting out of here now. Right now, we're leaving. Because on the next slide, we see what happens. As they're leaving, these two angelic beings are taking Lot and his wife and his two daughters out, and the cities behind them where they lived, and it was a nice town, and it was full of wonderful things. They were really cozy and stuff, but the angels told them, do not look back. 
if you can see very sort of in that middle part of this past, that middle part of that picture, Lot's wife turns around and looks back. Doesn't have the faith to keep looking ahead. She turns around and looks back. She's turned into salt, it says. And then the rest of the family leaves with her there. It's, it's, it's a crazy picture um, of this story. It's a lot of strange and interesting things that happen in this section of the story. But I think um, just to sort of, as, like a, as a final thought for the kids, um, something I want to bring home more, more practically is this. In my next slide, uh, there's, there's a kid here. His name is Calvin. <laughs> and uh, some of you, do some of you going to know who Calvin is? He's a, he's a, he's a, round, he's a rambunctious child. He, his parents are probably trying to get him to go in the bath right now, which will probably make a big mess of him when he finally gets there. But um, compare yourself to Calvin. Are you better behaved, the same behaved, or worse behaved? Let me see your hands, kids. Let me see your thumbs. Are you better behaved than Calvin? Are you... Same behaved, are you worse behaved? I see, I see you, Landon, yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, next kid I'm going to show you. This kid uh, never did anything wrong. He always obeyed his parents. He even not just didn't do things always wrong, he actually did everything right that God always asked him to do. Um, here he is in the temple as a young child, just, just sitting at church, just soaking it in, asking questions talking and things like that. Compare yourselves to Jesus now, kids. Better than Jesus? About the same as Jesus or not quite as good as Jesus? Okay, Wayne gives the two, hand, two fingers down. Uh, that's kind of what I thought you would say. But the cool thing is, it's not important that you compare yourself to Jesus this morning. Just like you shouldn't compare yourself to the people of Sodom, Gomorrah, or Lot. Because the idea in the Bible, it tells us is that Lot was, was basically saved because of the promise that God had made to Abraham because he was family with Abraham. And in many ways, that's exactly what God does with us. Instead of looking at the things that we've done, like Calvin, the Calvin side of us, he looks at Christ instead. If we put our faith in him, he looks at Christ instead and sees that perfect example. He sees the death he died, that sacrifice, and he sees the, the life that he was raised up again to bring us to him. So though, as I leave you guys with that this morning, just remember that what really pleases God is faith and the thing that he's most wanting us to look forward to is him, not the things of the world or the things that we might want to do to make ourselves happy.